Hello, my name is Chloe Tonis, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we talk about cybercrimes and all things cybersecurity. Today we're going to be discussing malware, and a rather unusual type as well. We all know about ransomware that encrypts your data and forces you to pay a ransom to get it back, or worms that replicate themselves and spread across systems to perform malicious activity, and even rootkits which can gain administrator access to your device without you knowing. But is there any malware potentially dangerous to cities and civilization in a much more literal way? Is there malware capable of shutting down the power of entire cities, poisoning the water supply, sabotaging industrial equipment to harm people? It may surprise you that there is potential for this, especially as industrial devices are becoming smarter and are becoming connected to the internet, there is more room for exploitation of them. A threat intelligence firm owned by Google known as Mandiant recently gave a name to some malware discovered in 2021, and that name was Cosmic Energy. It was submitted to the Google-owned website VirusTotal, which is a website that malware samples can be submitted to, or people can use it to see if files or websites contain any malware, using their database as a reference. Although this malware was discovered in 2021, which was now about two years ago, the implications of it were only realized recently, which is why it's featured on this episode. Cosmic energy is designed to cause electrical power grid disruptions by infecting devices that act as a remote terminal unit, leveraged in the electric transmission and distribution in Europe and Asia. Basically, the malware is able to use these terminals to send signals to the control equipment used in electric grids, allowing the malware controller to cause power disruptions that could impact millions of people. Malware of this type is very rare. Typically, malware does not leave the digital world at all, but it has happened before with malware known as Triton, Indestroyer, or probably more famous, Stuxnet. Stuxnet is not related to the satellite in any way. But anyways, back to cosmic energy. This malware works by using two components called PyHop and Lightwork. When it infects the right type of machine, PyHop is initially run, which itself is simply meant to upload the Lightwork tool. PyHop simply gains a foothold. Lightwork is then the tool that is able to send remote commands to modify the states of the units, you know, either on or off. And once it is done, it is able to delete itself as well as PyHop, which leaves no evidence behind. It is actually probable that this malware was originally intended to be a red teaming tool, meant to replicate attack scenarios against energy grids, and that another party reused the code for malicious purposes. Red teamers in organizations are tasked with finding exploits in current systems or simulating attacks to test defensive controls that are in place. They are very necessary in discovering realistic flaws that can be exploited by a real hacker who wants to gain something from attacking your organization. However, since a lot of what red teamers do is simulate an actual hacking scenario, it might not be a bad idea for a hacker to take in-house made tools and exploit them for real attacks. I'd also like to highlight something that makes this type of malware a bit more difficult compared to your standard malware that infects a typical Windows system. Specialized machines that run these industrial processes can be difficult to patch. Patches aren't simply less frequent or they are forgotten about when it comes to typical vulnerability remediation. Because not a lot of people know, these machines can be exploited in this way. And part of this is because, as I said earlier, this type of malware is pretty rare. 
Another issue is that if a system like this becomes end of life and is no longer supported by the vendor, it is significantly more difficult to replace than, let's say, downloading some new software. So many systems are simply left improperly secured. Although this malware does have a realistic threat, it has not yet been detected in the wild yet, but there are still some scary implications. The malware was created by an unknown group, suspected Russian but not associated with any of the current threat actors, nor is this malware in the same family as the other malware of its kind. As more devices become internet connected, it remains even more important to secure them. Anything can be exploited if it's accessed. If a group of unknowns can steal red team testing code and modify it to produce real attacks, more sophisticated groups can make similar malware that is harder to detect with more advanced capabilities. So what can even be done about this type of malware? Well, in this very specific case, the malware itself is unable to actually locate any machines it's capable of infecting. It actually relies on existing intrusion attempts to find those machines. It's good practice to scan multiple parts of a network to see if and how these machines can be accessed. Intrusion detection systems or intrusion prevention systems can also help to prevent these machines from being accessed. And even though this malware does delete traces of itself, sending the logs from these machines to a centralized logging server can help prevent that. Finally, these machines should be isolated to a network that is completely inaccessible to the internet so that they cannot be discovered or exploited. Thank you for tuning into this week's terrifying episode of Bite Size Cybercrime. I hope you enjoyed this interesting malware strain. It will be frightening to see what kind of disasters will be able to occur with new strains of advancing malware in the future. Thank you to Mandiant, ARS Technica, Tech Radar, The Hacker News, and Info Security Magazine for information and insight into the threat this malware poses. And until next time, stay secure.